Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Person Just Made a $570,000 Instant Profit on One Commercial Deal. Here's what he did. He purchased a 172-unit self-storage facility in his hometown. The purchase price was $530,000. The appraisal, two months before he purchased it, came in at $1.1 million, giving him an instant profit day one without doing any work, just closing on the property of $570,000. I have the appraisal right here. It says the final as his value opinion, $1,183,000. Congratulations, Preston. But guess what, everyone? It gets even better. Preston used no banks. He used our seller financing methods that we teach our students. Here are the terms. Uh, the down payment was $100,000. The balance of $430,000 was paid over the 6.37%. And here's a three-year balloon. But get this, year one, there are no payments, no payments, no mortgage payments, no payments to the seller for the first 12 months. And years two and three, he's only making interest-only payments. Incredible. Guess what? It gets even better. We had Preston perform a feasibility study, which is basically a national company coming out to your facility, meeting with you looking at all the competition and putting together an 80-page report on how to optimize what you currently have. Now, the, the feasibility studies look at the entire area, and they're going to put a report together and show Preston how to optimize this property based upon their 20 years experience. Here's the results. They have an after-repair value of $5,852,000. Does this sound too good to be true? Does it? When we come back, I will share with you how to put yourself in person's shoes and do exactly what he did. If you have any questions, text me to 833-942-4516 and I'll answer your questions. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. I have a special guest here today. And his name is Preston. He is an awesome guy. He's he's already a real estate investor. He just took it up a notch uh, with his commercial real estate investing. And he's going to share his story today. So thank you for joining us, Preston. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are so welcome. Let's start off with this. So Preston, share with us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've always kind of been an entrepreneur and kind of a go-getter. And I started getting into residential real estate and then started transferring over into commercial real estate. Um, just love what it can do for you. Just the residual income and commercial real estate. I love being able to get into some properties that I can force the appreciation uh, by raising the NOI. It's been fun. So far. okay, great, great. I've known you for years. When was our, one of our students, and during the the time of you and I coaching back and forth, you you you're also a cancer survivor. Yeah. I am uh, actually at the beginning of 2020. I was actually in pretty good shape working out uh, religiously and ended up actually kind of straining my shoulder and uh, also had a bump that I, a lump on my neck that I found mm -hmm. and 
just thought it was tied to that injury and the injury went away and this bump kept on getting bigger and but I felt great. Uh, I ended up going in to the doctor and finding out that I had late stage three cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Wow. Uh, medic all medically induced from taking a certain uh medicine. But yeah, that was the beginning of 2020, found that out. So I fought that all 2020 and yeah, I've been in remission though for years now. And great. And here you are, healthy, four kids. And close on this one deal here. Let's jump on to into this deal. Big picture, you know, sub storage, 172 units. You bought it for 570. You performed a uh, an appraisal, and an appraisal as is came in at 1.1 million dollars. So you're walking into all this equity. Give us the story on on this deal. Yeah, yeah. I was out in at a restaurant actually talking to a relative of mine about potentially looking at the a piece of land to develop some uh, a storage units. He just threw it out there. A lady overheard me talking about it, and she said, "Yeah, buy my my grandma's." And so I got her number, and yeah, basically just got in touch with the grandma, and it was like pulling teeth getting uh, information that I wanted, but I was patient, which is somebody, which is what they were looking for. So, uh, Preston, can we stop right there for a second? So how you found this deal is you were sitting at a restaurant talking shop. One person next to you overheard that you were in real estate and said, Hey, you should buy my, buy my grandma's property. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, <laughs> yeah. The server at the restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's how it all happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow, and the rest is history. Okay, great. So please continue. Uh, more about the park and how you put together the deal. Like I said, it was it was like pulling teeth, getting any information out of them. Hardly any records. So I basically had to do some digging, hunt, hunt down yeah. all the information myself as much as possible. I remember the process, you and I going back and forth and just over the months, right? Just gathering information little by little by little until we got to the point where we're okay, let's make an offer. So the offer eventually became $530,000 and it was seller financing and it was seller financing because basically there are no numbers and lack of income, right? Basically, yeah. that's the reason why. Share with us what what were the terms on the seller financing? Yeah, so basically uh, purchase price for $530,000, no payments for the first 12 months and then just interest only, only payments for the second year. And then the third year, there was going to be a balloon at the end of the third year. So interest only for the second and third year. And uh, how long is this seller financing good for? For three years. So first year, no payments. Second year, interest only payments. And then at the end of the third year, it's time to pay her the remaining balance. Yeah, which is the best solution that we could come up with because going to a bank with the, with no numbers and no information, you know, is going to be tough to get financing. So Getting creative with these sellers, that was key to it. And Share with us, what do you like about the deal? What do you like about it? What's the upside? The upside, plans are to develop more storage units. So I think we'll end up having 172 right now, and we're going to be adding another 80 potentially that could fit on this property. With mm -hmm. some, originally, it was a mobile home park, and then the city rezoned it, and so as Mobile homes started moving out. They couldn't have any others move in. Over the years, they started building these storage units. There's a, three more mobile homes that are still left that will be leaving here soon. The upsides also, these sellers were old school with everything that they did. No online presence whatsoever. So all they had is a sign. And there's also the ones that are, are rented out. All the rents can be raised. Yeah, there's a lot of upside to it, really. 
Sure. Rent raises, expansion. Originally, I looked online when I got the address, virtually no web presence. Yeah, so a lot of, lot of upside. Now, one thing that uh, we, we, we told you to do is to get a feasibility study where they will come to your property, meet with you, and they will scan all the competition, and they would actually tell you what you should build and what you should not build. And you did that. It's not cheap, but it was very crucial in determining and assuring what you have. So talk to us about uh, that whole process, the feasibility study. It was definitely well worth it. I mean, it took me a few weeks to finally pull the trigger on it, but at first, because I thought, this is the information I could probably find, but they, they ended, it was 90-some page report that had about any kind of statistic or any kind of data that you would want. It just made it so much easier as far as my comfortability level goes with moving forward with any kind of development and the existing buildings that are there, the units that are there, just finding out what the demand is. And One thing that the feasibility report mentioned is the addition of flex space, because when they scanned the market, there was a need for flex space. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, part of it. Uh, the plan, the expansion plan is to add some more flex or some flex space as well. Sure, but sure. And also, too, in terms of expansion, there's also a neighboring uh, land there that doesn't belong to you that you may purchase and build upon. So talk to us about that a little bit. When we did the, had the title search done um, before closing, a uh, lane popped up that the sellers were unaware of, and it was just an existing agreement between this, uh, this owner of the, the neighboring property. I went and met with him to start trying to get that cleared off, and, and one thing led to the next. We kind of hit it off, and... Uh, he has some uh, vacant space behind his property yeah. and, and next to mine. And I started talking to him about potentially buying that. And, uh, so, yeah, that's looking pretty good. It'll be, it'll be great. Yeah. And also adds access from the backside of this property. That's right. The sky's the limit with this property. And all started with a someone eavesdropping in your conversation at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're being nosy. <laughs> All right. So at the end of the day, let's let's exclude the uh, the potential land purchase. So you bought it for five thirty, and there's an as is appraisal that you performed before the purchase that came in at one point one million. So you're walking in with uh, half a million dollars in equity. Once you do all of your expansion, raise your rents. What are we talking uh, an after repair value with the expansion plans that this uh, lady that I had with feasibility study done mm -hmm. from uh it's looking at close to six million is what it'll eventually be worth incredible yeah incredible. of course that's going to take a few years and a lot of work but man i always tell our students out there one deal sometimes can really just change everything but you know what it all wasn't roses we we had uh some struggles in between working on this deal you and i we had uh, a, a bunch of phone calls. Share with us uh, maybe uh, the most difficult part of this deal and how you overcame it. The most difficult part was, well, finding, get, gathering information from the sellers. With this being my first self-storage facility, I wasn't 100% certain that, you know, what numbers I could be looking at. And they, the sellers didn't even have that information. So that was one big challenge. But yeah, just having patience with them though and working with them. And I, I know I, in the beginning, there was somebody, another investor that had already contacted them and interested in buying it. They even gave him a price and he was impatient though. He didn't have, and they were turned off by that. So I just 
was easier to work with and yeah, I ended up creating the deal. Awesome. You know, the work continues on this property. You and I will continually meet on this. For the for our audience out here, give us one or two tips of how they could do exactly what you did. So give them some advice or inspiration to jump in and do what you did. What would you say to them? You know, I've always been kind of a student on uh, self-help books and have always seeked advice from other people that have been there and done that. And I've always heard from a lot of these guys that have studied forever that, you know, if you want to learn how to do something or learn a specific field or whatever it may be find somebody that'd be a good mentor that could show you the ropes that's huge and i would say the other thing too that you and i constantly talk about is to do something off market right yes definitely i've tried the on market it's just tough it's a lot easier going directly to the seller and uh, you know there's typically no competition okay preston thanks a lot i, I appreciate your time i'm going to wrap it up right here now you're you're a busy guy to, to go from five hundred and thirty thousand to six million dollars is going to take some time yeah it'll take a little while but yeah. <laughs> Before I feel comfortable with it, though. This commercial business, for majority of our students, this is the largest financial transaction that they've done in their lives up to this point. And you cannot fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. All of your decisions have to be data-based and or from, uh, from a mentor, someone who's been there or done that to tell you what to do, you know, get to where you are, right, and, and about to be. Making good decisions based on solid information. And that's what commercial is, solid information. Yeah. Yeah. Doing your due diligence. You know, I, I think the entrepreneur type, you know, there's too many shiny objects out there. You're just, it's easy to, to get distracted and onto the next new shiny object. And <laughs> that's another thing that's been huge with you all being able to keep me grounded, keep me focused on one thing and, and seeing it through. All right. Awesome. Well, again, uh, Preston, thank you so much for joining us today. This is very inspiring and we really appreciate you. Well, appreciate everything you guys have done for me. Welcome back. Let's do a quick review. If you have any questions, go ahead and uh, text me to 833-942-4516. If any questions, what Preston pulled off. All right. Now, what I want to do here is a, is a quick summary. But before I do that, go ahead and just in comments, leave Preston a quick note of encouragement. Tell him congratulations. Tell him how inspiring he is. All right. Okay, let's get started. Preston, cancer survivor, husband, father, real estate investor. I bring it up first because Preston's a real guy, awesome guy. And if he did it, so can you. How he found a deal is so important. If you recall, Preston and his friend were sitting at a restaurant. Someone tapped Preston on the shoulder, overheard him, was eavesdropping about his excitement for commercial real estate and said, hey, my grandma has a property for sale, are you interested? Now, of course, he closed on it, right? So my, my lesson here is you better know how to act upon these types of opportunities. I imagine some of you are sitting on the same opportunities that you heard of, but you don't know what to deal with them, okay? Those can be the diamonds in the rough. Next, let's talk about the self-storage business life cycle. The self-storage business does have a life cycle. It's in three phases. The first phase is the development phase. The second phase is the expansion and operational phase. And the third phase is what we call the maturation phase or the or when the property matures and is operational and functional and stabilized. Preston is on phase one at the moment, at the moment. So we have a lot of work ahead of us to achieve everything that we want to do here based upon what was recommended to him in the feasibility study. 
report. We're going to go over the highlights here. This report is worth its weight in gold. What it recommends that Preston does is to add on the property itself an additional 4,500 square feet of non-climate controlled units plus 13,000 square feet flex space. Now, the, the feasibility reported that there was no flex space within a 20-mile range, and there was a huge demand for it. And it also reported that if Preston could invest in the property and do the, the non-climate control and the flex space, he would produce a 165% return on investment when the money spent to do this. Incredible, right? Only with commercial real estate. The average occupancy for storage in that mark is 90%. That's something you need to know. It's very telling. It tells us that it's a thriving market and it has room to absorb more unit. All self-storage facilities are not created equal just because of the location and the makeup of the storage unit. Now, a couple of smaller things is they recommend that he install storage software. Can you believe that the past owner had no software to maximize the operation? So in this case, we're going to use a software called StoreEdge. It's powerful. And lastly, we're going to have to establish an online presence for the property. When you Google the property, you Google the address, virtually nothing pops up. So we expect to absorb, uh, to create uh, this new space, as well as the other uh, 172 units of space to be rented out. We need to have uh, a strong marketing presence. That is so important. In this case, it was non-existent. So there you go. This is Preston's story. Are you inspired? I am. I love working with Preston. If you're interested in seeing what we do for our students, you can go ahead and apply to be one of our mentees. Thank you so much, everyone. And again, if you have any questions, go ahead and text me. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much.